Hello and welcome to Bible-believing Bible Studies. My name is Brother Robert Rounds. I'm from KJB Right Division Radio in Lipa City, Batangas, Philippines. Thank you so very much for taking the time to be with us today to uh, hear this message that uh, I have for you and pray that it's a blessing to you and a help to you and pray that it helps you learn to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. All right, so uh, in uh, the last Bible study, uh, we looked at uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, uh, verses 7 to 9. And, uh, and so today, we will look at verses 10 to 12. And so this will conclude chapter 1 of 2 Thessalonians. All right, so... Um, Please go with me to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and let's read verses 10 to 12. All right, starting in verse 10, the King James Bible says this When he shall come to be glorified in his saints, and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Wherefore also we pray always for you, that our God would count you worthy of this calling, and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness, and the work of faith with power. And then verse 12. That the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you, and ye in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Alright, so, when will this take place? This will take place at the second advent of Christ, or the second coming, if you will. Not the rapture or anything like that. Alright? Um, he will come to earth physically. And he will land on the Mount of Olives. And then it will split in two. Alright, look at Zechariah 14 verse 4. Zechariah chapter 14 and verse 4. Now let's read uh, 3 as well. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west and there shall be a very great valley 
and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north, and half of it toward the south. Amen. Now, um, I will mention here that Dr. Ruckman has a, a, a booklet. Uh, it's about 14 pages or so, and uh, and it's entitled "The Path of the Second Advent." Right. And um, you know, I encourage you, you know, to to read that that little booklet. And uh, it's very interesting. Okay, so uh, the second advent, or second coming. Uh, I will show that to you. Uh, Revelation 19. Revelation chapter 19. And uh, let's read verses 11 to 16. Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 to 16. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed, with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Notice Word is capitalized, capital W there. And let me mention that you know a lot of folks, you know, um, you know, even when they are talking about the written Word of God, you know, they will capitalize the W. But the capital W in word is referring to Jesus Christ. And so when we're uh, talking about the written word of God, we leave that W lowercase. Alright, uh, verse 14. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen white and clean and so we when Christ comes back at the second advent we will come back with him we'll be on white horses amen In verse 15 and out of his mouth goeth the sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of almighty God and he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written king of kings and lord of lords 
Amen. Now, I'll show you something here dealing with proper right division. Verse, let's read verse 17. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God. Alright, so we'll stop right there, but look at uh, Luke 17. Luke chapter 17 and um, let's read verses 17 verses 34 34 to 37 I tell you in that night there shall be two men in one bed the one shall be taken and the other shall be left two women shall be grinding together the one shall be taken and the other left Two men shall be in the field, one shall be taken, and the other left. Verse 37, now pay attention to this. And they answered and said unto him, Where, Lord? And he said unto them, Wheresoever the body is, thither will the eagles be gathered together. Now, Many say that that is dealing with the rapture. But notice in verse 37, And they answered and said unto him, Where, Lord? And he said unto them, Wheresoever the body is, thither will the eagles be gathered together. Okay, so now let's go back to Revelation. Revelation 19, and let's uh, read 17 again all the way to 21. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God that ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that sit on them and the flesh of all men both free and bond both small and great and I saw the beast and the king, kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army and the beast was taken and with him the false prophet that, that wrought miracles before him 
with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone. And then verse 21. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. So Luke 17 verses 34 to 37 is dealing with Revelation chapter 19 verses 11 all the way to 21. It's not dealing with the rapture. Alright, and so in uh, in verse 15 Christ is coming he's coming back coming to earth physically and he will destroy his enemies with the sword that proceedeth out of his mouth Amen. Now, go back to our text verses, Second Thessalonians, chapter one. And um, notice in verse 10, and all them that believe. When it comes to Bible study, there is something that is called the law of first mention. And so you take a word like believe and you look to see the first time that it is used in the Bible and from there you get a definition from that first time and usually that first time definition will set the tone for what that word means throughout the whole Bible but usually remember usually and that context 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 is the most important. Alright, so the word believe is found in the Bible 143 times in 131 verses. The first time that it is used is uh, in Exodus 4, verse 1, and the last time is 1 John 5, verse 13. So let's look at Exodus 4. Exodus 4, verse 1. Alright, Exodus 4, verse 1 says, And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. 
for they will say the Lord hath not appeared unto thee. So the word believe, what it means is this. To credit upon the authority or testimony of another or to be persuaded of a truth of something by the declaration of another or by evidence. So the Thessalonians were persuaded by Paul's testimony of the truth of the Lord. Those will glorify the Lord and admire Him at that day. Alright, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 1 to 5. And these these five verses here um, are one of the first verses that I memorized. You know, after um, after I got saved and I started uh, studying and and reading the Bible. But Second um, Corinthians chapter two verses one to five. And I, brethren, this is the Apostle Paul speaking. He said, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Verse 5. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen. Praise God. So let's not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So now, number two. Praying for them to be counted worthy of the calling. Verse 11 of Second Thessalonians chapter 1. Wherefore also we pray always for you, that our God would count you worthy of this calling, and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power so Paul says that they pray for the Thessalonians always that they would be counted worthy of the calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power so how is one counted worthy of the calling
Well, every believer must do something or go through something for the Lord and for His glory alone. Do it because the Lord wants Him to. Amen? And please, please don't ever forget that at the, the judgment seat of Christ, you know, our works will be judged for rewards or not receive rewards. But not only will, will our works be judged and and that judgment will only uh, be from the time of of your salvation the time you got saved up till that time um but never forget that the motives of why you do something the motives of your works will be judged as well. And was it for God's glory alone? Or was it to fulfill your own lust and self-righteousness? Alright, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I'll show you the the judgment seat of Christ. First Corinthians chapter three, and um, we'll start in verse ten. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is the foundation. Uh, and then verse 12, Now if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, right? Okay, so now you gotta you got to build on your foundation of Christ. Okay, and you got... Six building materials there. Three are good, three are bad. Okay, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. Okay, uh, verse 13. Every man's work shall be made manifest. Your work will be made known. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he had built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Okay, so if your works abide in the fire, you will receive a reward. But if your works burn up in the fire, you will not receive an, a reward. But... You yourself will still be saved. You will not ever lose your salvation, ever. 
Verse 16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. So if you are saved, you are the temple of God. Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Amen. Look at James 4 verse 5. James 4 verse 5. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? First Corinthians 4 verse 5. Now I apologize for the skipping around. But 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 5. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the heart. And then shall every man have praise of God. So everything not done for the Lord will be burned up in the fire and you will not receive a reward. Now, even preaching, even preaching can be done for the preacher's own glory and not for Christ. You know, try to trying to make yourself look look spiritual, um, or even soul winning. Soul winning, right? You're gonna do that soul winning just so you can go back and and report. That so many so uh, so many uh, souls got saved during your soul winning. Like you have a, a a quota to fill or something like that. All right, and so how would we fulfill all good pleasure of His goodness, plus the work of faith with power? By not being carnal Christians. Being self-deceived. Self-righteous. Amen. Romans chapter 8. Verses 1 to 10. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Now, some, they stop right there. Uh, there's no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. But, we need to keep going. Because, if a saved person, they go out and they commit a crime... There could be some legal condemnation. There's never going to be any condemnation of going to hell. But there could be legal condemnation if they commit a crime. Okay, so we must keep going. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh. 
but after the Spirit. Notice Spirit is capitalized. That's the Holy Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's God's enemy. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. And in verse 8, look at this. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. In verse 9, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And verse 10, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Amen? And then, lastly, number three, that the Lord may be glorified in you. Second Thessalonians chapter 1. And verse 12. That the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and ye in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. So, my friends... We are nobody without the Lord. If it were not for the Lord, we would not be here. We would not be saved. We would not have a ministry. And so we need to give the Lord all the praise honor and glory it all belongs to him the Christian life is not about me 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 I I I what will I get out of serving the Lord This Christian life is about Jesus Christ and Him alone and bringing Him glory. You know, pride 
you know, some some say, you know, I see on Facebook. Sometimes, you know, someone will post, "Well, I am proud to be a Baptist. I am proud to be saved. I am proud to be a child of God." But you know what? God hates pride. And why is that? It's because pride robs him of his glory and puts the glory on the person. instead of God look at Romans 7:24 Romans 7:24 look what the apostle Paul says here O wretched man that I am who shall deliver me from the body of this death if we want to glory we should glory in the cross of Christ and not ourselves in our own self righteousness and look at Galatians 6:14. Galatians 6:14. But God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. Amen. Always remember that this Christian life is about Jesus Christ and Him alone. So let's glorify the Lord Jesus Christ and not ourselves. Amen. All right, I'll go ahead and uh, and I'll stop right there. Uh, thank you so very much uh, for being with me today. Uh, thank you for your prayers for us, our families, our ministries. Uh, please pray for these Bible studies that um, you know they will. Um, Glorify the Lord Jesus Christ alone, uh, and uh, and not ourselves. And uh, God will use these Bible studies to edify the saints and to reach the lost with the gospel. Amen. All right. Thank you so very much. Until next time. God bless you. Mm -hmm.